Village Church Counseling Podcast. My name is Justin Waller, and I'm a registered therapeutic counselor. And with me is... Dr. Josh Cruz, registered psychologist, pastor of counseling at Village Church. So today, the purpose of this podcast is to help foster a greater understanding of the topics we discuss and give a few takeaways that will be helpful for your life. So today we're talking about why we do what we do. Who cares? (laughs) right? Like who really, why do we care? Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes we're triggered by certain things. Um, Why? Can we take time to slow down and be curious about what is causing us to react the way we react? Um, And I think coming to an understanding and taking the time to slow down and and be curious about this stuff will actually help us function better in the world around us. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, which then answers your question of who cares? I mean, we we should, and yeah. we and we can't do this for everything. I get it. We can't slow down every little step and interaction, but definitely the ones that are more triggering, more activating, and or there's a gap in our understanding for ourselves. Um, but also, this can translate to others of what? Why did they do that? Hmm. Why did I do that? Or why did that upset me so much? Like that that should have been a three out of ten, and I went to an eight out of ten. Hmm. The risk would be. Yeah, who cares? Uh, And then what happens? You do the same thing over and over um, and expect a different result. Well, then we should care. And part of that's just even being a good steward. If you view this like if we're a tool, um, I know we call each other tools sometimes, (laughs) (laughs) but if uh, if we're an instrument, there you go. What is it? it? Instrument in the Redeemer's hands. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a little more redeeming. If we are, which we are, then the more we know ourselves, the greater we can actually activate the the gifts, uh, the shaping within us. Uh, we talk about the body of Christ, and we have different parts. And let's understand that, know ourselves in that regard, so we can enhance that. And also from a place of gratitude, thank God for that, that He has uniquely gifted us, equipped us in different ways. But then there's also the other side of the things that are more on the vice end, trigger end, temptation and sensitivity end, those sort of pieces. If we don't know those, then it's almost like there are landmines around and we're just going to keep tripping over them and just be shocked every time. Like, what? That happened again? Not if we then slow down and go down into, okay, what's behind this? What's Mm. loading into this? And what we find is we do counseling. This is a little bit of that like Wizard of Oz behind the curtain thing of (laughs) what's going on for a lot of the counselors as they're sitting there. And uh, a big part of the framework is uh, looking at our psychology. And an oversimplification of that is we have events and circumstances that go on in life. And then we have – it's like a diamond, uh, the big four of – our behavior or actions, or some people even call it a bit of an iceberg, where our actions are what we see on the surface and what we're doing. Right. But then under the surface, we have a loading of our thoughts, our perceptions. What, what are some of the things that we're telling ourselves? What's the meaning we make from mm. it? And yeah. that can be about ourself, like how we see us, uh, others, the world, God, past, present, future. It's basically the the meaning making that we have totally. in there. That could be really hard to decipher in today's day and age with all these ads and commercials coming at us and people telling us how we need to think, feel, act. Yes. Uh, information overload. And that's even going through our existing filters or frameworks. Hmm. And whoa, that bothers me seeing that, or that seems to fit in some way. And wait, why are you drawn to this? And I'm not, or why am I drawn to that or reacting to that in other ways? Uh, There's so much that we're then processing through, and that's part of the uh, beautifully adaptive part of how God wired our brains that we can't take in all the information at once. So we create these shortcuts. We create Mm. these schemas, these ways of approaching things in order to be more efficient. 
the stereotypical it's like uh, it's like riding a bike uh, even then walking um, even then talking that there's a whole process that we're doing but I'm not thinking about that right now. Right. Um, I'm, uh, it's, I go into autopilot in some ways. And that goes into the meaning uh, that we make of different situations. And if we never look at the system, if we don't stop to look at the processing, the filters that we have, then we're going to continue to be shocked by the output on the other side. So mm. this is a way to then look at what's in place. Um, and that's really important too because our histories can load into that. Like how we understand a situation. Uh, One example would be, let's say, uh, even like PTSD. Uh, You go to a sporting event or let's say it's a hockey game and a cannon goes off when somebody scores. And I'm standing and I'm clapping my hands and, uh, oh, that was awesome. And they scored a goal and I look over and my buddy's then, he's down on the ground, like hunched and what, what's going on? Mm -hmm. So behavior, he crouched, he went down there. If you were to slow down and go down for him, what happened? He then was a soldier, um, and when you hear a bang, when you hear like a big booming sound, you you can't sit and think. You have to drop, like uh, uh, stop, drop, and roll, hide, cover, whatever it is. Like beyond thinking, that's then what happened. And that was something that was so adaptive for him when he was overseas. However, in the safety of a hockey game, he didn't then need that. And so for him and part of the work – it's all hypothetical, uh, uh, yeah. that he would have been doing or is doing or needs to do would be understanding more so and even being like compassionate with himself that, yeah, it would make sense that you would drop. That totally. was so adaptive for you at that point. I wonder if this scenario is then different. That can even show up uh, to lesser extents, let's say even growing up, that when somebody was raising their voice a little bit, right? oh man, alarm bells. This is the other part of under the iceberg, behaviors, our thoughts, and then we've got our emotions. And the other part is then sensations, what happens in our body. Yeah, we can uh, get super activated at a, a loud or angry tone. Yes. And, and I might tune into that to a much greater extent because uh, on the more extreme end, I was going to get a beating. Um, right. On the lesser end, conflict would come in and that's uncomfortable or I might get in trouble. But it showed up on my radar to the level, this is how we can be adaptive. That was necessary to, on the one hand, survive, but at the best, manage that environment. Yeah. And if I've we heard never. I've that a few times where someone would walk away from a conversation and be like, did you hear how rude that was? And I'm like, oh, I, um, no, I, I didn't. I, I guess I missed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a lack of understanding there of what was going on for that person in that moment when they said it the way they did. And the risk there, you could have said, what? That's stupid. Um, totally. No, they didn't have a tone. Yeah. No, well, wait a minute. Their system is saying, hey, alert, tone is there. What do I then do with that? And so if that person were to take a step back and reflect on it, they could then say, well, what was it about how they were saying it? Why does that bother me so much? How much of that is this situation and how much of that is the loading of sensitivity from history yeah. of, no, tone was important in my household and I did tune in and it would activate me. These are all the pieces that load into then what we're doing. And so what's showing up in my body? Like, oh man, my heart's racing. Like I'm noticing my breathing's a little more rapid or I'm in a freeze type mode or there's a heaviness or a shakiness. Those are all great clues. It's like the check engine lights going on. And if we don't slow down and go down into that, we don't learn from it. Totally. Uh, we can't adapt. We can't at sometimes find healing in that. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of uh, some of the work that we do in counseling. Somebody then sits down and they're like, well, this week, yeah, I got really activated. Or let's say um, uh, like the friend, 
uh, yeah, the, there was a big boom that went off and I hit the deck. Okay, can we slow that down a little bit? What happened? How did you understand that? Hmm. What messages might have been going on? What what showed up in your body? And you start to then create some healing and some space in there to where you can make that triggering response more of the past. It's more of a distant thing. It's less raw, less activating. Or even conflict in relationships where big injuries can show up sometimes in marriage. And and uh, the more we can talk about it and there can be understanding and processing, the less sensitivity. And we can start regaining trust within ourselves, regaining trust within relationships as well. Yeah. I think the biggest – one of the biggest enemies I see in uh, discovering why you do what you do um, or why others do what they do is being dismissive. Um, and that's what's so helpful about sometimes going for counseling is that counselors, are, they have unconditional regard for what you're going through, mm-hmm. right? They want to hear you, listen, accept what's going on for you in the moment, and then process it. Yeah. And that safety of not being dismissed, oh, you're overreacting, or, oh, that's just weird what you're doing. The safety that's created in that relationship is what really helps them bring them to a place where they can be curious to start rework and reframe some of the things that they do. Yeah. And then uh, see that as such a gift uh, that we can provide in counseling. And the thing is, that's not the only place that that can be. Um, You can provide that to the people in your life, being more of a safe person where you can be more curious about what's going on and less critical and judgmental. Totally. Hey, what happened there? Like, or you want to talk about that? I'm, I'm really curious. It seemed like um, you got quite upset. What, what might have been going on? At the end of the day, they may not want to slow down and go down into it. But if they do, they now have somebody else uh, to start to process that with them in that safe place in order to be able to have some understanding, maybe even some healing, some acknowledgement that can come from that. And sometimes even just organize what's happening. Like even as we talk about uh, the emotion part of the diamond there, that can be confusing. What am I feeling? Well, I'm feeling angry. Um, I'm feeling confused. I'm feeling discouraged, irritated. I'm hurt. I feel alone. Like what all at the same time? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, it can load into that. Uh, Daniel Siegel talks about name it to tame it. By being able to label and identify some of those pieces, it helps organize it, but it also helps us know what we're working with. This is some of the information, which then can help us to a much deeper level of what am I then needing there? And so if it's, well, I felt so hurt and or I felt so alone in that, well, what are you then needing? The hurt, I I think I need acknowledgement or I desire that. Well, if it's relationship hurt, if that person's safe, then they may be able to acknowledge that. I'll bring the hurt to them. Mm -hmm. I'll share some of that vulnerability if it's safe enough and then maybe I can get some healing. If it's I feel alone in this, then maybe you could draw somebody else in. Or I feel afraid in this. Maybe I need reassurance in the relationship. Maybe I need support. Um, I'm feeling overwhelmed. Maybe I need some sort of healthy soothing to come with it. But you don't know that if you don't slow down and go down into what's going on for me in this. So the big thing that I hope you guys are walking away from this with is uh, when something comes up, so here's the tool, slow it down. What was the event? What was I telling myself? What was going through my head? What sort of meaning uh, was I making? What showed up in my body? Like what sensations? Was it a pressure in my chest, a knot in my stomach, a tension, mm. a shakiness? What was showing up? What was I feeling? And sometimes if, if motions are hard for you, there are great resources on the internet. You can look up, I think Pletchik has an emotion wheel. Others have lists Pl- of emotion. Pletchik. <laughs> I think it's like P-L-U-T-S-C-H-I-K. 
K or CK, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but if you type in a motion wheel, yeah, you'll find there we it. Go. Yep, and work. then what happens is you can then find and better identify it to name it to then start to bring it down to understand it. Um, and a lot of times for clients, I'll get them, hey, here's the emotion wheel, go print it off. When yeah. something goes on, try to pick out the pieces that fit for you, try them on. Because if it's like I was, uh, something was overwhelming and distressing for me and joy, yeah, no, that doesn't fit. Oh, good, we're starting to differentiate now here. Fear, yeah, that seems to fit. Terror, no, hmm. uh, not quite. And then now we start to have some categories for something that can feel overwhelming, loose, like we're drowning in deep waters there. Yeah. And then we have that information to then load into what am I needing and what can I do different then going forward. Totally. And for some of you, maybe like me, this is a tool that will really stretch you to become more in tune with the way you're feeling in any given moment. Um, I always look at those boards that people have on their door sometimes where you can slide a, an emotional face into the category hmm. of how you're feeling today. I always think they're so lame, um, but I think they're really helpful. And so if you can actually give yourself uh, the compassion to be able to do that, the self-compassion to be able to do that, I think you'll go so far with learning more about who you are and why you respond to things the way you do. Thanks for joining us today. Like always, we'd love to hear your feedback, comments, questions to counseling at thisisvillagechurch.com. See ya. See ya.